Before we get to Seth Golden, I have a Schaefer's product I am thrilled to talk about. Right now, you can get $3,000 off lifetime access to our Lightning Trader service by following the link in this episode's bio. What is Lightning Trader, you may ask? It's 25 trades each month, all simple calls and puts. But the kicker is everything is done for you, ranging from closeout instructions to live alerts. You simply click, sit back, and let us work for you. We have a dedicated and growing research team that monitors all the trades in real time. It's as hands-off as it gets. If getting into investing is a goal or resolution for 2023, this is the best way to jump in. It's our most successful trading package with an accumulative 24-month gain of 2,180%. I had to ask the head of our marketing and make sure that wasn't a typo, and I am happy to report it is not. Hit the link in this episode's bio to ride the lightning. And now, here's Seth Golden. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Schaefer's Market Mashup, the first episode of 2023. Happy New Year to you, Seth Golden, Chief Market Strategist at the Phenom Group. It's good to have you back on, friend of the program. Couldn't think of a better person to start off the new year with. Thank you, Patrick. And um, forgive my voice in advance. It's a new year. It's a new cold that I'm trying to get over as I yeah, I've got a uh, cough drops in my mouth as well. So happy new year to you. It'll be the inaugural podcast here for the year. So this is Seth's flu game. So this will be his his big moment here where he steps up and just delivers a whole sandbox <laughs> of finan- financial literacy. You know, just delirious from the flu, comes in and steps up and delivers great quality. Uh, happy to have you on here. You were last on in September We talked a lot about put-call ratios, reversions to the mean, uh, defensive growth. I want to catch up, really, and just say, you know, obviously, you're very active on Twitter. What's one thing that's caught your eye lately? Because, you know, you you seem to be monitoring a lot of things. What have you noticed in the first couple weeks of 2023 uh, that you just like to expand upon a little bit? Um, Well, the first couple weeks of 2023... I think we're actually starting to see more uh, sentiment drives price, as they say. And so all last year, I think the running mantra was recession's inevitable, recession's inevitable, hard landing, hard landing. And now that the price action is kind of, uh, or we're seeing a bit of character change in the markets, all of a sudden we're starting to develop an echo chamber of a soft landing, it's possible. So I think that's one of the, uh, the bigger changes in sentiment overall um, that I'm starting to notice on Twitter. Well, you couldn't tell options traders that because I saw yesterday, <laughs> I think S&P 500 put call ratios were at 18-year highs, something yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. For one reason, or not, and I think there's, there's a lot of cheap arbitrage right now that is driving that you know, that trade, it's just a zero delta, very cheap arbitrage uh, on these options to, you know, get to the downside with limited risk, limited leverage. And it just keeps uh, exact, the trade has, it started, I would say, November of last year and carried forward into this year. 
So you had one tweet from last week, uh, and, and it, I, I guess I'll read it here, and I want you to expand upon it a little bit. There is no antonym or opposite to bearishness or pessimism. Bullishness and optimism is an operating paradigm for which markets manage upside long term. Um, bearishness and pessimism, therefore, is nothing more than in than ego and or market timing. Some do it well, most do not. Uh, do you want to unpack that a little bit more? Because I think there's a lot that an investor starting yeah. out can really learn from. Yeah, so I think the point that I was trying to get across is, look, markets travel higher over time. And I think a lot of what we see in financial media and social media is this belief that you can you know time time the market in one one fashion or another and so you know uh, there, there's a lot of folks that will take on this sellers sellers appetite or or bearish appetite um thinking that you know they can time the top in the market the top of a move um so they get bearish and it it's a belief that well if that there's a there must be a perma bullishness if there's a perma bearishness but the reciprocal just doesn't it doesn't work if you're a perma bull you're always going to be in line with market's long-term trajectory if you're perma bear you're not you are trying to time something um, obviously, because you're a perma bear, you've gotten it wrong. Uh, because bearish cycles are far shorter than, you know, the long-term bull market, if you will. Um, so, you know, taking on this posture or sentiment of a bear, or just having a negative outlook, you know, for the market, whether it's 30 days, 60 days, a quarter, even a year, um, it, it does a great disservice to the average investor. Um, again. People thinking that, you know, there's some kind of reciprocal necessity. If, if, if you're long-term bullish, you can still be short-term bearish. And from my experience, and I've been doing this a long time, 22 years, um, I've never seen that work. I, I've never seen market timing work. I've seen people do well in terms of curtailing their drawdowns, right? So... Uh, you know, taking some off the table, so to speak, um, as opposed to letting your winners run. Um, but even that has very limited uh, benefits to the average investor. Why? Because I've also found that, you know, the folks that are trying to limit their drawdown, and again, that's about risk tolerance, uh, you know, being able to stomach a double-digit drawdown, most people can't do that. Um, but in that same vein, if that's what you're trying to do, because you can't stomach a double-digit drawdown, um, on the flip side, those same people are, generally don't have the discipline to let their winners win and, and let them ride for double-digit gains. But we tend to believe, you know, we, we tend to have this belief that it's okay to be bearish sometimes. It's okay to limit our drawdowns. It's okay to put risk first. And I'm not trying to downplay risk management at all. Um, 
But in my career, as, as a consultant, as a private investor, as a portfolio manager, what I've extrapolated in my 22 years of education in the markets is you have to learn how to take risk before you manage risk. If you're not able to stomach a double-digit drawdown, more than likely you're not able to receive a double-digit return to the upside. You're, you're cutting your losses short, but you're also the same person that's cutting your gains short. So, uh, you know, without getting too long-winded, you know, that's the right. crux of that post. So how does somebody practice that, though? You know, it, 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 it does need to be a muscle where you have to train it. Yes. But it's hard to train if you're losing money. So how do you, how do, you do that? And I, I think there's an easy answer out there, but I wanted to see what you think. I, I would disagree. I'd say I don't know that it's that easy. I've been doing this for 22 years, and I, I think the evolution of investment vehicles makes it easier today to, quote-unquote, keep it simple. Um, mm -hmm. Why? Because you can do index ETFs. Reduce your stock picking in your portfolio and elevate your index uh, ETF selection or your sector ETF selection. Uh, that limits drawdowns. It, it expands upon diversification in, in someone's portfolio as well. Um, so I think that's that's one way to do it. But the, the other way, and it's there's really no no other way around it, it's endurance. Uh, you're you you know, as an investor, I don't I, I can't recall Mark Minervini, I, I follow him on Twitter. I've I've watched his storybook uh, career as a as a private trader. Um, and you know, he'll be the first to say you know, in the beginnings, yeah, you, you take double digit drawdowns, you suffer, uh, the price of education. You know, we, we pay to go to college. Uh, mm -hmm. if you're an investor, you're going to pay the price of investing at some point in time. And you just have to be able to absorb that, understand that that's, that's just the price of being an investor. That's your educational cost. Um, so you've got to endure bear markets. You have to be willing you know, to go through that process. It builds ice water in your veins. How are mm -hmm. you supposed to correct mistakes that you won't allow yourself to make? E even beyond the investing world and, and speaking from a more psychological standpoint, I feel like if, I, if I've if i made mistakes in some, in some kind of craft, whether it be investing, sports, or even as some, anything that involves a decision, there is a little bit of a catharsis afterwards of like okay i know where i misstepped you know let me like write it down and process it it's it, it just like you said it, it adds ice to your veins it gives you another layer and, and i think you do can move forward knowing like all right i've been through now bringing it back to the investing you know i've been through a double digit drawdown before so now, mm -hmm. if it starts to happen again, you 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 know where to react. I I think there is a cathartic experience to being Absolutely. wrong that most investors starting out are afraid. They think, especially someone that started in twenty twenty, they think it's just point and click. Gamification. Yeah, you have to be gamification. Yeah, you have to be comfortable with being wrong, <laughs> you know, and and might have to you know hit Control Alt Delete and start the game over, but mm -hmm. you're still gonna can apply those lessons to your, your next quote unquote game. I Absolutely. like that. I, I like the, I like the price of education. That's, that's something I'm going to, uh, you know, I've paid probably the price steal, steal from you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Me too. 
it, this is the first episode of 2023. Always excited about this time of the year uh, because you know the goals, the resolutions. I, I, I'm such a sucker for articles of this is what to watch for 2023. You know, here are 10 TV shows to watch. Here are 10 stocks to watch. Here are 10 storylines to watch. I, I love res- resolutions and goals, and I have a whole bunch written down here, both pertaining to investing and just some fun lifestyle ones. Um, would you be comfortable sharing some of yours, or do you want me to go first so you can kind of see what my, what I was thinking? How do you want to do this? Well, they, I've got to let the host go first. It's only it's only. Polite. Oh man. <laughs> okay, you're gonna you're gonna expose me right here. So. <laughs> All right, I'll start with I had I have about roughly five for both you know investing in money and then kind of lifestyle ones, Um, but in in no particular order here. These are just as I jotted them down. Um, But I want to learn more about disruptive technologies, Mm -hmm. and what I mean is technologies that are going to when you look back in ten years, say that you know this this was a paradigm shift. This was an inflection point. Whether that be lithium, EVs, quantum computing, anything along those lines could be cryptocurrency. Anything that is new, I want to try to learn and understand the details of it. So when these opportunities do come, I'm not just, like you said, the gamification of it. I kind of know the fabric of these technologies. So that's one. I want to make at least one trade per month. I am... I'm a digital content person. I'm not an investor. So I but I do want to learn more and I think that involves getting more reps. I Right. So I think just one trade per month will start to at least force me to react and adjust to different market climates. I think again, will only benefit me in the long run. Um some smaller ones we want we, we want to redesign our Schaefer's website. We're getting a whole facelift because our website looks like it's stuck in 1995, so that's a goal slash resolution. I want to do weekly check-ins, and I can expand upon this later, but weekly check-ins just overall of my financial health and well-being. You know, Sundays are nice and quiet, you know, a period of reflection. I like to take that time to Love that. You know, yeah. open, up, open up the spreadsheet and just say, all right, where are we at? Sometimes it may take two minutes, sometimes it may take 20, but I think if I devote weekly check-ins with that it's going to increase my financial literacy and then not really sure how i can do this but again resolutions you're not supposed to hit them all you know but shoot for the moon you know land in the stars or is it vice versa (laughs) i think it's vice versa (laughs) whatever either way um (laughs) i want to find some way to ethically invest i want to contribute my you know my, my dollars to something that does good in the world no clue what that means yet um, it, you know, it's probably tied into learning about these disruptive technologies, but I want to find ways to, you know, contribute and give back. You know, I'm, I've been so lucky and fortunate and grateful for everything. It's time, you know, at, at 33 years old, it's, it's never too late to start to, you know, give back to the world. Absolutely. I love it. Love it. So Good. those, those are my investing ones. I'll, I'll spin it back to you here. Okay. Yeah. And let me know what you got. So yeah, nothing in order. Yeah, I'm 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 a I'm a Christian, and um, I, I always lead with my faith first. Um, so one of my New Year's resolutions is just to pray more, spend more time mm-hmm. in prayer. Um, another one that I have is I'm also uh, well, I'm not an engineer, but I fancy 
thermoelectric and thermodynamics engineer. And um, I have several patents um, that I've been able to garner and have published over the years. And uh, you know, some of my technologies have been uh, used by the beverage companies. And I have one uh, existing technology that we are you know, kind of going through the chain of command with Pepsi. And so hopefully uh, something big will develop with this particular uh, technology uh, this year because it's, it's been a long time coming. Uh, let's see, another one that I have so far as investing is concerned. Uh, I speak, you know, from experience and my experience is while I do stick to frameworks, disciplines, a game plan, uh, I find more often than not, I am still leaving money on the table. Uh, so I'm, you know, dedicating this year where I can find out within my emotional quotient, why that's mm -hmm. still happening some 22 years into my investing career, right? Because I would figure at this point, um, you know, I should have a better hold on, you know, the trends, uh, you know, for this particular investment and what have you. Uh, another one I have is, is more technical analysis. Uh, I'm a fundamentalist at heart. Uh, I you know, grew up doing sell-side analytics in the market. Uh, reading 10K filings, quarterly statements, balance sheets, uh, news flow, going you know to investor day events with you know uh, companies and all that good stuff. And it's only over the last uh, five years or so that I've been doing technical analysis and quantitative analysis. So that I know still has some development. Um, and so this year, you know, I kind of want to take the next step. So um, I've already signed up to do my CMT level um, certifications. Oh. So very cool. Very cool. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, like you said, you know, those, those are my goals. How many of them I will accomplish remains to be seen. Hey, I love it. And again, wide range as well. You're, you're, you're sticking with some, you know, you're got your foot in the engineering camp a little bit, you know, you're, you're introspective enough to look back at some of your past things. I, I love them. I can't. Yeah, that's outstanding. Um, so now just to, to pivot for a second, I do have some other kind of you know, lifestyle ones, because I believe in being, you know, well-rounded, especially, I think that does contribute to your investing thesis, uh, yep. if you have a lot of wide range of interests. Um, so, without further ado, I'll dive in again. Let's see. Uh, me and my girlfriend, Chloe, would like to try one new restaurant a month. So, you know, it'll be tough, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is kind of, that, that kind of pivots into... The next one is we'd like to visit one city a month, and it doesn't have to be a new city, but we we want to travel. We, you know, this is an you know an opportunistic time for both of us in our lives, and we want to get out there and see as much of the world as we can. Let's see uh, some sports ones. I want to be a single digit handicap in golf. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> That's a I, I've run that back from the prior year. We'll see how that goes. Um, I'd like to get back into soccer shape. Um, I recently played a tournament uh, in the 1st of January with a bunch of my friends down in Louisville. My uh, it did not go. It did not go well. Fellow we soccer not prepared. Players. Yes, we were not ready. So 
my goal is, you know, I kind of looked back and realized too much lifting, not enough jogging, not enough sprints. This was an intense indoor tournament that we, we kind of got embarrassed in. So I want to be in soccer shape for 2024 Mockingbird tournament. Uh, I want to read 12 books a year. That's one I've been doing every year. Sometimes I hit it. Sometimes I don't. Kind of depends on the book. Um, also very okay with dropping a book if I don't like it instead of just forcing mm -hmm. myself to slog right. through it. Uh, in the same way of ethically investing, I want to find some vehicle or way to be involved in a charity, volunteer at least once a month, do something along those lines. Um, again, just I feel like that stuff will has compounding effect on you. Yeah. Uh, and I want to touch my toes because I am not flexible at all. So I need oh, to stretch man. more. <laughs> you and, and I are in the same camp. Yeah. I grew up on soccer and I couldn't. Touch, I haven't been able to touch my toes since I was seven years old. It's well, it's embarrassing because everyone assumes <laughs> I'm flexible and and has, it's like no, you know, from the waist out, I have just I can't do it. It's so. And I I started last year. I was so good about like the you know every week or every you know every other day for five minutes, and I I, I was done by February. So. <laughs> That's what I got. If you have anything else uh, you want to share, hit me with awesome. it. Awesome. First of all, I commend you for, you know, setting those goals and really just work-life balance. You know, is is such it's so key. I didn't know that in my younger years. You know, it was just work, work, work. Alpha male, alpha male, alpha male. Got to achieve. Got to achieve. Got to achieve. Yeah. The, um, uh, the, the I, hashtag grind mindset. Yeah. Type exactly. Of thing. Can't stand exactly. it. Exactly. So as I've gotten older and the family has grown, I've realized that work balance is is uh, it just have to. Um, so for me, you know, this year, um, I I don't have many, but I started mm -hmm. it two years ago. Um, just vacation time, vacation time with the family, mm -hmm. uh, from 2017 to 2020, no vacation didn't take one vacation, just work, work, wow. work. Yeah. And I had kids, you know, I had two small kids, toddler and an infant. Uh, but then last year, uh, you know, I started, we started vacations again and I realized this is, this is just a have to. Um, so just more vacations and away. It's one thing to what they call state staycation at home is not mm -hmm. the same thing as a vacation. No, away. no, those are fraudulent. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Um, I, another one I, I think I have for myself is less Cheetos. Definitely less Cheetos because <laughs> I just got to crack that addiction once and for all. It's, it's my vice. It's been my vice since I was a child. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm 46 now and it's like, okay. I mean, I'm lean. I've done, you know, I run, I exercise, I do my push-ups and sit-ups, but you know, when you get above 40, you know, there's all kinds of commercials, you know, your just your testosterone levels don't allow you to stay as toned as you used to. So you got to make up for someplace else. So I think cutting back on the Cheeto intake. Oof. Chester Cheeto on the chopping block. <laughs> yeah, Chester wow. Cheeto on the chopping block. And uh, number three, just learn, uh, learn to craft. Um, I think back because I, I, I do flooring, I can do that. So I do a lot of remodel and mm -hmm. um, real estate investing, and all I can do is flooring. You know, and it, it's come. I look at what we've spent in doing our remodels, our flips, 
uh, flip homes and things like that. And, you know, if I can do just a few of these things, you know, I could save thousands of dollars that, you know, could go to, as you were saying, charities. Um, I mean, I, I do uh, the Joe DiMaggio Clinic, do American Cancer Society, the American Heart Foundation. But I also have money that I probably wouldn't need to spend on, you know, <laughs> uh, electricians and roofers if mm -hmm. I, you know, knew how to do these things on my own and I can give back that much more as well. I, I, I'm, that's why I commend you so much. I mean, you know, being charitable, giving to others is top priority up there for me too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, and especially if you, if you learned, you know, another craft or, or trade, that's something you can then pass down and on to other people. And, and it has that effect. Uh, no, I love that. And for the record, everything we talked about, I'm going to have you back on here probably what, three months, six months, and we're going to, we're going to go through all, all of these Progress and make sure that we're on the right, right track. Yeah, exactly. So we're, this isn't, this isn't, you know, the classic New Year's resolution where you're done by February and, you know, the gyms are empty by March. We're, right. we're coming back to this and, and we're going to, we're going to make sure we're, we get there for most of them. So that's that's great, Seth. Uh, so just want to wrap up here real quick, um, you know, because again, it is the start of the new year. Uh, briefly, just tell me what you're watching in the stock market uh, for the next six months. You know, we've got some mm -hmm. Fed stuff coming up. We're in the thick of earnings season. What should investors be looking out for here? Follow through, right? I mean, we've got a good uh, character change here in the markets to start the year, January effect is in full effect, uh, yeah. now it's a matter of fulfilling the January barometer. And the January barometer is basically uh, the returns in January. Are they positive or are they negative? Um, if they are positive, so you know, finish January with a positive return in the S&P 500, we'll also have what's known as the January trifecta. And the January trifecta uh, is when you have the Santa Claus rally, which we did, a meager one, but we mm -hmm. had it. Uh, you have the first five trading days of January positive return, which we had, and the January barometer mm -hmm. itself. That would be the trifecta. And being as we had a down year last year, if we complete that January trifecta positively, in the 13 times that it's happened after a down year, the market has always been positive 12 months forward. So that's what I'm mm -hmm. keeping my eye on near term. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, hey, if you tweet that, we'll uh, we'll show it some love. And also, yeah, make sure to follow Seth. Uh, it's at Seth CL. Uh, if you follow our account, you'll see him. He's he's all over ours, and we're all over his. Um, but also then, of course, to wrap up here, I'll give the floor back to you. What is going on over at the Phenon Group? I'll have that website in our, our bio as well. You can check them out. But give us a quick uh, prognosis of what you guys are up to. Yeah, we um, we, just, we had our full year. We Every uh, new year, we, we give our full year outlook, um, a price target objective for the S&P 500 and our weekly macro market re research report. We had our inaugural... Uh, weekly state of the market video as well. Uh, above and beyond that, you know, we're, we're looking to do a lot more podcasting here this year also. 
so the uh, return invite is out there for you, Patrick, uh, to join oh, wow. us. Oh, wow. Oh, I don't know if I'm ready for I don't know if I'm ready for that. I think you're we'll more see. Than- <laughs> <laughs> I am particularly a fan of the Nifty Nine that you guys put out. I think every, is that every week. Yeah, well, it's it's basically it's an extrapolation of some some of the key key or interesting uh, chart analysis uh, that we do in our weekly uh, macro market research report. Our, our our macro report that goes out every Sunday, it, you know, it's pretty detailed. We go through some of the uh, economics. We go through uh, a lot of the technicals and a lot of the quantitative data. So. I try to extrapolate, you know, nine, you know, of the most interesting aspects of our weekly research report, so you know that people can see what we're looking at every week for free. You know, we 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 want to you know have some some free content out there as well. Yeah, check that out at phenomgroup.com. I'll have the link in the bio. Seth, always great to have you on again. Thank I'm you, serious Patrick. about this accountability here with our goals and resolutions. Uh, I hope you feel better. Hope your daughter feels better and, and we'll talk soon. All right. You take care, sir.